Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 392, with love and peace and joy supreme, we hail the new appearing from out the darkness and the dream, the haven of rest is nearing. Hymn number 392. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. The theme for tonight is joy. 
and the readings will now be given by Farrelly from Maryland. The Bible, Psalms. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. First Kings. Then King David answered and said, Call me Bathsheba. And she came into the king's presence and stood before the king. And the king swore and said, As the Lord liveth, that hath redeemed my soul out of all distress, even as I swear unto thee by the Lord God of Israel, saying, Assuredly Solomon thy son shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne in my stead. Even so will I certainly do this day. Then Bathsheba bowed with her face to the earth and did reverence to the king and said, Let my lord King David live forever. And King David said, Call me Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada. And they came before the king. The king also said unto them, Take with you the servants of your Lord, and cause Solomon my son to ride upon mine own mule, and bring him down to Gihon. And let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him there, king over Israel. And blow ye with the trumpet, and say, God save King Solomon! Then ye shall come up after him, that he may come and sit upon my throne. For he shall be king in my stead, and I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and over Judah. And Ben-Noniah, the son of Jehoiada, answered the king and said, Amen. The Lord God of my Lord, the king say so too. As the Lord hath been with my Lord the king, even so be he with Solomon, and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord King David. So Zadok the priest, and Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and the Cherethites, and the Pelethites went down and caused Solomon to ride upon King David's mule and brought him to Gihon. And Zadok the priest took an horn of oil out of the tabernacle and anointed Solomon. And they blew the trumpet, and all the people said, God save King Solomon!
And all the people came up after him, and the people piped with pipes and rejoiced with great joy, so that the earth rent with the sound of them. Romans, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. For the king of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Soul has infinite resources with which to bless mankind, and happiness would be more readily attained and would be more secure in our keeping if sought in soul. Higher enjoyments alone can satisfy the cravings of immortal man. We cannot circumscribe happiness within the limits of personal sense. The senses confer no real enjoyment. The good in human affections must have ascendancy over the evil and the spiritual over the animal, or happiness will never be won. The attainment of this celestial condition would improve our progeny, diminish crime, and give higher aims to ambition. Every valley of sin must be exalted and every mountain of selfishness be brought low, that the highway of our God may be prepared in science. The offspring of heavenly-minded parents inherit more intellect, better balanced minds, and sounder constitutions. Man is not a pendulum swinging between evil and good, joy and sorrow, sickness and health, life and death. Life and its faculties are not measured by calendars. The perfect and immortal are the eternal likeness of their maker. Man is by no means a material germ rising from the imperfect and endeavoring to reach spirit above his origin. The stream rises no higher than its source. Who that has felt the loss of human peace has not gained stronger desires for spiritual love? The aspiration after heavenly good comes even before we discover what belongs to wisdom and love. The loss of earthly hopes and pleasures 
brightens the ascending path of many a heart. The pains of sense quickly inform us that the pleasures of sense are mortal and that joy is spiritual. The gospel narratives hear brief testimony even to the life of our great master. His spiritual momentum and phenomenon silenced portraiture. Writers less wise than the apostles, as said in the apocryphal New Testament, a legendary and traditional history of the early life of Jesus. But St. Paul summarized the character of Jesus as the model of Christianity in these words. Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It may be that the mortal life battle still wages and must continue till its involved errors are vanquished by victory-bringing science. But this triumph will come. God is over all. He alone is our origin, aim, and being. The real man is not of the dust, nor is he ever created through the flesh. For his father and mother are the one spirit, and his brethren are all the children of one parent, the eternal good. Experience is victor, never the vanquished, and out of defeat comes to the secret of victory that tomorrow starts from today and is one day beyond it, robes the future with hope's rainbow hues. There is no excellency without labor, and the time to work is now. Only by persistent, unremitting, straightforward toil, by turning neither to the right nor to the left, seeking no other pursuit of pleasure than that which cometh from God, can you win and wear the crown of the faithful. Do human hopes deceive? Is joy a trembler? Then, weary pilgrim, unloose the latchet of thy sandals, for the place whereon thou standest is sacred. By that you may know you are parting with a material sense of life and happiness to win the spiritual sense of good. Oh, learn to lose with God, and you find life eternal. You gain all. The pride of circumstance or power is the prince of this world that has nothing in Christ. All power and happiness are spiritual and proceed from goodness. Sacrifice self to bless one another even as God has blessed you. Forget self in laboring for mankind, then will you woo the weary wanderer to your door. 
when the pilgrim and stranger to your church and find access to the heart of humanity while pressing meekly on. Be faithful. Be valiant in the Christian's warfare. And peace will crown your joy. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 236. O peace of the world, O hope in each breast, O Bethlehem star that ages have blessed. A day of fresh promise breaks over the land. Gaunt warfare is doomed and God's kingdom at hand. Hymn number 236.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Everyone is welcome her here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Now, I have to mention our website, plainfieldcs.com. We offer so much material on our website. It's amazing how much is there. And we offer it all free of charge. It comes with the love of this church, and it contains the finest of Christian science literature. I would encourage everyone to browse through our website. There's so much there for your reading, studying, listening, etc. I'd like to point out one article that we're now featuring on the home page of our website. It's entitled, Christ Jesus Manifested the Science and Law of God. It's a wonderful article written by Edward Kimball, and it goes well with our lesson this week, and I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here with our roundtable discussion at 10 o'clock in the morning. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 o'clock in the morning. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And because of that, students that don't live in the area are able to attend our Sunday school by telephone. And many of them do. What this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. And our teachers there would be most happy to welcome your child. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But remember also, when you do so, we're gonna be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. 
and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Yes, good evening. Thank you for those very, very inspirational readings tonight. Just beautiful. I would like to express my sincere gratitude for all that God has given us. For Christ Jesus, God's messenger of truth and love. For Mary Baker Eddy, who dedicated her existence to the discovery of the healing Christ, the science of Christianity. I was recalling the other night reflecting on a wonderful testimony of my youth. My parents, both very dedicated Christian scientists, taught my brothers and me through their example a, quote, radical reliance on truth, unquote. At age 14, my family, having always been very financially stable, we saw our father lose all of his money in the stock market. We as children were very aware of my parents' prayers and listening for God's guidance, where to go and what to do. We moved from Florida, eventually ending up in New Jersey, with pretty much the clothes on our back, step by step and day by day, literally living the Bible verse, day by day the manna fell. There were so many testimonies along the way of God's dear love, protection, and guidance. What would seem to be a hard struggle really was a classroom, learning to trust God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. Even now, my heart and my eyes well up with gratitude for that time, which shaped and formed a great love for God and Christian science that is well beyond words. This brings to mind a wonderful quote, the very circumstance which your suffering sense deems wrathful and afflictive, love can make an angel entertained unawares, unquote, Mary Baker Eddy. Although much of this experience seemed unpleasant at the time, it served to build character and teach compassion for others. And also, as a side note, I met and married my husband of 41 years, which was a huge blessing in my life. I am so truly grateful for Christian science and also for the Plainfield Church. Thank you so much and good night. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. Tonight I'd like to express my gratitude for a recent healing. One evening, I started to feel achy. I took some time to listen to the readings that we have on the Plainfield website and felt relief and could rest. The next morning, preparing for the day, for the day, the pain returned, and it made it difficult to move my arms and walk up and down stairs. I called my Plainfield practitioner and asked for prayerful help. She said to me, you can only be blessed by doing work for others. I felt the power of the words and held closely that work for God it gives life only a blessing. About 10 minutes after I hung up, the pain had diminished 
I could move freely and walk up and down the stairs with strength. And later I went for a walk outdoors and completed a full day of work. I was so very grateful for the freedom and the feeling of God's presence and care. I'm so grateful to be part of the mission of this church and sharing with the world Mary Baker Eddy in her true light. I'm grateful for our Bible studies and for our way shower Christ Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead. Good evening, everyone. In the round table on Sunday, the following quote from Deepak Chopra was presented. How does a watery mass of organic chemicals manage to think? When I heard this, a light bulb went off. Since the body and brain are only a watery mass with chemicals thrown in, how can they tell me anything? Water cannot think. Chemicals cannot think. Neither possess a mind that is able to think with. Therefore, how can my skin decide to swell? My ears decide to stop working? My eyes decide not to see? My brain become befuddled or some part of my body decide to ache? These are part of that watery mass with chemicals that lack a mind. Without a mind, there can be no intelligence, no reasoning, no awareness, no action, no reaction, no understanding or knowing. This watery mass cannot change itself. Any supposed evidence from this mass of a sick body or mind is therefore erroneous. This body obviously cannot create any conditions for me because it lacks a mind necessary to accomplish this. It has no ability to act or create on its own. Mrs. Eddy states on page 14 of Science and Health, become conscious for a single moment that life and intelligence are purely spiritual, neither in nor of matter, and the body will then utter no complaints. I love the Sunday roundtables because they often explain the rules of Christian science in ways that increase my understanding. How fortunate we are to have the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church and the dedication of all its members. Thank you, and good night. Thank you. Jeremy. It occurred to me today that in the years before I came to Plainfield, I was obviously a great disappointment to both to myself, to my family, and to those around me. However, as I have learned to consistently live Christian science by taking in all the teachings this church offers, along with regular practitioner support, I no longer feel as though I am a disappointment to myself or to my fellow church members, or most importantly, to God. It's hard to even put into words how grateful I am for this, what this church has made possible for me and what I know it offers to everyone everywhere is something that nothing else on earth can even come close to. And despite all this, I know there are still those from my former life who would be happier if I took more time going back to them. But for me, there is no going back. 
So for them, I can only pray and know that the Christ is working on them even now. I'm so grateful to be a member of this church and to have this opportunity to learn Christian science here. I'm so grateful to God for bringing me here and grateful to this church and my practitioner for all the blessings and healings I've received. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for this beautiful testimony meeting, so full of God's love. Tonight I wanted to thank this precious independent Christian Science Church for standing with the pure and complete teachings of Mary Baker Eddy. Before learning here at this church, I had witnessed the absolute might and healing power of God in Christian science through the holy work of a pure practitioner here in Australia. Many tests and trials came during this time, and the sole outcome was that I came face to face with God's holy healing power in so many multiple varied situations for others and for myself over a 20-year period. I am forever grateful to God for bringing me to that practitioner who so loved Mary Baker Eddy and who dedicated his life to Christian science. His example was so powerful because of the science following his prayer, and this helped me to better recognise this precious, independent Christian science church whose holy practitioners produce the same remarkable, infallible healing power through the operation of pure Christian science. Becoming a member of this church has given me so much. Each and every day I learn more about God, more about Christian science, and all this has served to confirm and reinforce the power of the truth in Christian science that heals every situation or problem. I have learned at this church that it is not my love, but God's love. Therefore, I am called to freely share with all mankind. Through all I am learning here, I have continued to witness endless good, support, healing, strength, joy, love, and clarity. And I have learned that our dearest Father Mother God is ever with us all, and that the holy healing power of the Christ is ever available to all who consecrate thought in Christian science. The teachings here at this church are so pure, and this has caused me to strive to live up to every word that our holy practitioners teach us here. I am truly in a far better state than I ever could have imagined from those early days here in Australia of marvelling at God's holy healing power to now know and understand Christian science more and more each day. Our practitioners at this church say that we come for the loaves and fishes, but we stay for the pure love of Christian science, and I have found this to be absolute truth. Our Blessed Unity Watch from last night stated, quote, We each have our place and purpose in glorifying God, and with joy and gratitude will go forward with love in our hearts for God and for the unspeakable gift 
of Christian science. End quote. At this church, I have been so grateful to learn more of this unspeakable gift of Christian science. I am so grateful to be a member at this precious independent Christian science church and to be learning how to worship in spirit and in truth. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. I'd like to give my thanks for everything really that goes on at the Plainfield Church Independent uh, the website, the services, the round tables, um, the, the, the teachings, the healings, everything is it, so wonderful. Um, and especially the Wednesday night testimony meetings, I just find it so helpful to hear from other people as to how they're, they're learning and, and studying and, and overcoming various things on, on this journey is so helpful. So thank you. Huge thank you to everybody who participates. Um, I wanted to give a special thanks for uh, a testimony a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago now, by Imogen in Australia. Um, she was talking about reading the Bible and reading five pages a day. And I've always felt that I would quite like to read the Bible, but would never be one of those people who would be able to read it. I just kind of thought I wouldn't, I wasn't clever enough and I didn't have time and I wouldn't really understand it and all, all, all the excuses. Um, but I, after hearing this testimony and the thought of just doing five pages a day, um, I thought, no, I think I can do this and I think I need to do this and should do this and all the excuses ran out. So I'm doing it and, um, I just started judges. So I'm just starting to make uh, a decent headway into the Old Testament. And um, it's really enjoyable. Um, yeah, really enjoying the experience. So thank you very much to Imogen for the inspirational testimony. Thank you to everybody. I know, you know, Mrs. Eddie was clear and, um, you know, it's made so clear that we do need to be reading the Bible, but it just sometimes seems to be so removed from, from daily life or Maybe I'm just making more excuses. But anyway, I hadn't done it before and I'm doing it now. So I am very, very grateful um, for that uh, testimony and for all that goes on at Plainfield. Much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Phil in Australia. Good evening. In our lesson last week on mind, Jesus, in striving to teach elevation of thought, rebukes the material thinking of those around him. Our leader, Mary Baker Eddy in Science and Health, puts it this way, quote, How much more should we seek to apprehend the spiritual ideas of God than to dwell on the objects of sense? End quote. I was reading this lovely lesson when a good friend sent me news that his father had passed away. I was initially shocked and saddened, but as I pondered the above passage, it was clear that I needed to rebuke the grief and melancholy, rise above the mortal sense testimony, retain my joy, and discern the truth in what God knew about the situation, that there is no death, no loss, no grief, no suffering, and that this dear one, as a spiritual idea, the expression of God's being, is held forever in love, 
and was still, quote, perfect and forever intact, end quote. Science and Health 295. The Oxford Dictionary tells us forever is for all future time, always, and intact is defined as not damaged or impaired in any way, complete. And if this is true for one, then it is true for everyone, including family, those seemingly left behind, those in war zones and seeming calamities. All his spiritual ideas are forever held intact and maintained, sustained and contained in love. Reasoning this way, my peace and joy was soon restored and I later had an opportunity to share the idea of no separation or ending but continuing on forever with my friend. I was very grateful for this insight, for Almighty God, for Christ Jesus who demonstrated the truth of being, for Mary Baker Eddy who rediscovered, proved and founded this science of the Christ and all I am learning at Plainfield Christian Science Independent. And thank you for those fine readings and the testimonies tonight. Thank you. Mishaila from Canada, go ahead. Thank you, Sandy, for the joyful readings tonight. It is amazing to be here. I say hallelujah tonight because I'm overjoyed that I am starting to recognize the still small voice of God. I had an interesting experience in this regard with a lost item. I lost my headset. It is one of those where the two earbuds are connected with a string that lays around the neck. When I realized the headset is gone, not where it should be, I thought of a place where it might have fallen from my neck. But I couldn't find it there. And I looked at other places and couldn't find it. I kept calm, as we learn here, and trusted that nothing can be lost in God. Nevertheless, I repeated my tour of looking for the items several times with no luck, with no success. After two days, the still small voice said, it is under the table where you sat that evening. I had looked there already several times without success. But now I looked again. This time I went closer instead of looking from the distance. There it was, the black headset on the black carpet. I hadn't seen it before. Why did I not see it before? It was because I was rushing around. I wasn't paying attention and I wasn't listening to that small, still voice. This was a great lesson for me. Had I obeyed the still small voice in the beginning, my finding would, finding would have been instantaneous 
from the beginning that their small voice of all-knowing God was telling me where it was. But I kept rushing instead of trusting. Thank you, Divine Father, Mother God, that for this experience, because it helped me to recognize your voice. Thank you for all the teachings here in Plainfield, for all the participants in all the meetings, and for practitioner help. Good night. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce, and I'd like to say that I'm very happy that I was able to open up our lesson this week and read it. And one passage in the responsive reading really struck me, and it goes like this. He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. And for me, it made me have, be very grateful for the Plainfield Church because there was a time before I came here when I was actually in a very low spot. Uh, fear seemed to be driving me, and the whole idea of being able to be receptive to God's testimony was seemed like a pretty distant thing for me at that time. But God brought me to this church where I saw healings happening. And not only that, in my own life. And problems that I had to deal with were faced head on, but with confidence in God that he had an answer for each and every one. And this whole idea of setting it to his seal a seal is something that kings or other people in authority place on things to certify that they are genuine or authentic. And here, this is the seal that God is true. So I got to believe that this is something that this church has done for me. It allowed me to set the seal in my heart and knowing that our God is real. And I can remember one a brief instance that exemplifies this. There was a problem, didn't know what to do about it, and I was talking to a practitioner from this church about it, and she said, yeah, we gotta take care of this. Then all of a sudden, it just happened. These words came out of my mouth. There is an answer. Although I got to admit, I didn't know what the answer was, but I just felt so confident that it was an answer and that God was going to bring it to light. And we ended our conversation, and very shortly after, yes, an answer, a way to proceed with this thing did come to light. And uh, it just reinforced my confidence that certainly God is with us, guiding us. He has an answer for everything. And it helped me seal this, make it real and authentic in my heart. And I'm so grateful for this church and Christian science. Shardell. Good evening. I would like to share my gratitude for God working in our lives and the lives of all our loved ones and my practitioner who has helped me all these years praying for all children as well as my family and my grandchildren. I have five grandboys, ages from 12 to late 20s. Well, recently, or it's been a while now, 
the one, the oldest one, the child. Now, he is a child of our heart. He's not a blood relative. My daughter, my older daughter, took him under her wing when she found out about him when he was in middle school. He was homeless, and he lived in a shelter. So we took him in and helped him along the way. Now he has graduated, and he is an IT specialist. We're at a college in Connecticut, and he has 17 people who work under him, and he loves them very much and takes very good care of them. Well, he had a problem about a year ago with work. He was given jobs that he was, well, it was overwork, really, and too many jobs, and he couldn't take care of all of it. And he was not being paid any extra. We talked about this, and we prayed about it. He knows I pray every day. I'm gentle also with this grandchild. He is not a Christian scientist, but he loves God. And his, uh, another family member, uh, when he was very, very little, took care of him for a while, and she talked to him about God, and he's told me those stories. Well, I said, he has such integrity, and God takes care of everybody. He has everything he needs all the time, and it's not right what's happening here, and you must think very carefully about this, which he did. Finally, he went to uh, HR, which is Human Resources, and got some help. Now, it's been a while, but we prayed all the time, and it's all been resolved. He does have back pay, and all the workload that was unfair has been lifted. <coughs> now, something else has come up, and I'll be praying even more, and I'll be talking to him about this, that the people who were responsible for giving him too much work without pay have now been unkind to him because of the resolution that has taken place. But this is good. This will all come to fruition for him because of his integrity, his love for God, and he's such a good, fine young man. So I wanted to say thank you very much how God works in our lives and that this gratitude goes out not to just one child, but to all children, everywhere, every day. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Fairly, for those beautiful readings. You talked about the joys of soul. And uh, I, I, I very appreciate that. Mary Brady opened that up to us to know what soul is and how reaching out, we find great joy. I've come to believe that parenting is a soulful position, and it is probably my second <clears throat> both rewarding and, and toughest jobs I've been given by God. But uh, science and health has, has helped because at the end of doing this, these right things, it's, you know, it's truly a joy. You're satisfying 
and you felt I felt my life was well spent. Uh, Mrs. Eddy says in page two forty two, line uh, eighteen or fifteen, and I find a lot of this has helped me in parenting to be able to break away the cloud from my my child so they can see what God sees. The self, she says, self love is more opaque than a solemn, solid body. In patient obedience to patient God, let us labor to dissolve the universal solvent of love, the adamant of error, self will, self justification, and self love, which wars against spirituality and is a law of sin and death. And I keep finding that, that those things were the blockage for me to communicate what I felt was the I needed to communicate a message to my son. And so he would go off and do something else and then come back, sometimes almost crawling. Oops, that he screwed up or something. <laughs> but still, it, Mary Bickerady and Christ Jesus taught us to forgive and to love. And it seems that that is open letting Reaching his heart that when he's when he's messed up, that he's now he understands what has happened and 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 now he's starting to understand a little bit better about what direction God would want him to do, or the steps that God would want him to take. So I, I think I thank God for putting me in a place where I could see through these errors to the real guy. And what he, he really wants to learn, and, and and I'm seeing him learning them slowly, but learning them, and and uh, yeah, that's one of the joys of soul. I thank God for Mary Baker Rady and her guidance. <laughs> thank you, Gary. <laughs> well, one of the uh, one of the things about Christian Science that I am ever, ever so grateful for is after we come to it for the loaves and the fishes, it is actually quite easy to love it because it works. It is totally practical. And if it doesn't work, well, then it's not the science that doesn't work. It's us. <laughs> and we have a lesson to learn. So but I'm very grateful for having uh, experiences uh, as a very young child. I must have had a, a good Sunday school teacher along the way. Uh, I remember, I think, one of the first practical experiences I do remember as a young child. Uh, I was outside playing with my friends and, and, and became very sick to my stomach, and I had to go inside. And I was in great pain, and I laid down on the couch, and <clears throat> the one thing I could remember from Sunday school at the time was part of the 23rd Psalm. Now, I've given this before, but uh, some people may not have heard it. And I, laying there in, in, in pain, I, I had some concept that God was there and God could heal us. 
and I began to repeat what I knew of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it actually meant something to me then. I shall not want meant to me that I shall not lack any good thing. And that includes my health. And I was quite young, quite innocent, and had no reservations about that. It came very clearly to me. And within about five minutes, all the pain uh, and discomfort left. And within a few minutes after that, I went back outside to play with my friends and had no trouble at all for the rest of the day. And as I grew up and entered my adult life, uh, there were many times when the world was trying to throw all kinds of stuff at me to make me doubt whether Christian science was true. And I remembered that experience and other experiences like it and never forgot them. And that always helped me come back to my love, the first love, I guess as it's called, for, for this science itself. So I'm, I'm so grateful that Christ Jesus demonstrated this science for us. I'm so grateful that Mary Baker Eddy rediscovered it and explained it and proved it and gave it to the entire world in a textbook. And I'm so grateful for everything that I have learned in this church. It's so good to be with you all tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have some emails tonight. The first from England. I just wanted to say, give a sincere thanks to a recent testimony about family members, that no one owns another, and that we are all children of our Heavenly Father rather than of human parents. This was such a welcome reminder that we do not need to feel any false sense of responsibility for family, and the same truth means that we have not inherited any defects, problems, or traits from family members either. I was grateful for this, which will inspire my prayers for members of my wider family and when praying for myself about health challenges. I was also interested to hear about the idea of the shorts on the Plainfield website. The, those are on the YouTube shorts. And have now viewed those on YouTube. I think these are a really nice idea, and it would also be good if someone could eventually put them in different languages as well. We've had some quite spring-like days recently, and the early bulbs are all in flower. Such a lovely time of the year. We have had frogs spawn in our pond, and a sparrow hawk visits occasionally, which is such a beautiful bird to see. Much love and gratitude to you all. And then Iowa, thank you very much for the lively Bible study on Saturday. There was a great lesson on Bible history and a divinely intelligent conversation on the le lesson of the woman at the well. So much good comes out of these Bible lessons. 
This church truly illustrates the correct and pure teaching of Mrs. Eddy's Christian science. This saves from being carried about with every wind of doctrine and gets us centered in the truth. Thank you, Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church, for all that you're doing to heal, bless, and save all mankind with love. And then I believe this is California. I never anticipated the trials and tests could be so challenging and so consistent. I thank God and all of you at Plainfield who have labored so relentlessly to help us. It has literally saved my life more than once in experiences I could not have overcome without the tools I have learned from Plainfield in all categories of the information available on your website. I thank God every day and almost every moment. And then she gives this testimony. The other evening I had a seemingly bad fall when I went to pick up my cat off the floor. I tripped on the kitchen island that's on wheels and fell to my knees and braced my weight on a metal wheel with sharp edges. There was an immediate wound with blood. Of course, I immediately knew the truth that God was ever-present and loving me, as I've done many, many times in the past. I avoided looking as much as possible and didn't think about it anymore. This morning, there's barely a trace and no soreness that I can feel. This has brought my thinking closer to seeing how there is no life in matter. I'm also grateful for the prayers and help from my Plainfield practitioner. Thank you all ever so much, and God bless you. And then Pennsylvania. Recently, my husband and I have been reading Henry Drummond's The Greatest Thing in the World. Two of the things that immediately caught my attention were how much I needed to love more, and secondly, Drummond's assertion that we have a thousand opportunities every day to put love into practice. I can see this is true even on days that I'm only home alone with my husband and includes praying about whatever unlike good comes to mind or into my experience. Thank you, God and Plainfield, for reminding us of this book and for having it in the Plainfield store. South Dakota. Good day to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Thank you for your dedication to representing Christian science as discovered and founded by Mary Baker Eddy. What a strong lesson on the Christ is presented by your Bible Lesson Committee this week. Thank you and appreciation to you all that belong to and that support this church. Thank you very much for all the, for the practitioners. And there is a happy day here to bless. And then finally, um, another one from England. I've been listening again to the roundtable from February 18th, The Law of Recovery, and would like thank would like to thank you all for this most excellent session with so many lessons. When someone was speaking about loving your neighbor to restore your own happiness, I was reminded of a part of a television program talking about loneliness in older people. They interviewed a gentleman who had been referred to a particular charity because he was so lonely and housebound. The charity provides a friendship service whereby a volunteer will call once a week for a chat. 
He was so helped by this service that he soon signed up as a volunteer himself and now gets a great deal of joy from telephoning a number of contacts in need of a weekly chat through the charity. He feels useful and has made many new friends. How lovely that there are always ways that we can express love. Thank you all again so much and with much love. And I thought that certainly went with our, that testimony certainly went with our beautiful readings tonight where it was read in miscellaneous writings that all power and happiness are spiritual and proceed from goodness. Sacrifice self to bless one another even as God has blessed you. I'm so very grateful for the wonderful principles we learn in Christian science that so improve our life in every way and certainly with joy. So thank you for those readings. Thank you for the beautiful music tonight um, and, and the wonderful testimonies. It's always a joy to be with you all and have a good night. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to say something about joy. I, there are two excellent articles on our website one from William Rathbone, he says joy. And then the other one that really helped was um, Kratzer, Reverend Kratzer's The Law of Right Feeling. I'm just very grateful to learn through Christian science that joy is an attribute of God. Therefore, we are all supposed to be expressing this joy, or at least be conscious of the fact that it is one of the things that we can reflect. And I'm so grateful to know that something doesn't have to happen before we express this feeling or have this feeling. I'm very grateful for that. And um, the other thing that I've learned from it is in Rathbone's article, he talks about true joy comes from working for God. And that made me think that Whatever is our duty to do, if we are doing it with joy, if we are doing it with the sense that we're doing it for God, it really blesses us. And we can go forward and do it instead of feeling burdened or resentful by the duties we have to do, we can do it with joy to praise his name. I'm so grateful to be aware of this. And it just means that we are always, every moment, in that presence of God in that powerful presence of God in the heaven that we have to, we've been instructed many, many times to make sure that we are aware that that's where we dwell. And in, it, he also says that there are no tears in heaven. So that's another reminder for us to know that because we are dwelling all the time in this beautiful kingdom of God, we can all express joy no matter what we have to do. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for Christ Jesus, God himself, the powerful, ever-present God, Jesus' example, Mary Baker Eddy's dedication to give this to the world. And I'm very, very grateful and joyful to be here tonight. And thanks for all the testimonies so far. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, uh, Shardell, will you please announce the last hymn? 412. Oh, dreamer, 
leave thy dreams for joyful waking. O captive, rise and sing, for thou art free. The Christ is here, all dreams of air breaking, unloosing bonds of all captivity. Hymn 412. Thank you. 